connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. who inspire AOC member Sadie Thompson in this week's Community Quotes. school program called Muse for students ages 12 through 18 every Monday from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Participants will learn about television studio production, creating a podcast from start to finish, photography, media literacy, and much more. For registration and more information about our Muse program, visit the AOC website at aocinc.org. start with what is your name? My name is Sadie Thompson. I have several titles. I'm a mother. I'm a co-pastor. I'm a prophetess. I'm a jack of all trades. I have mastered some things, but I'm still working on the mastery of life. That's who I am. That's an answer. (laughs) Okay. Where did you grow up then? Okay, actually, I grew up in this wonderful state of Kansas. I am a Kansas City girl. I'm a little country bunkin, and I always tell people here, um, I need to enunciate better because it might be my southern accent that's coming through. (laughs) But it's true. I am a Kansan. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was that like uh, growing up there? It was awesome. It was awesome. We had some of the best, uh, some of the best times of my life was being a little girl living on the top of the hill. We lived on top of, uh, of, we were in the between Missouri and the Kansas side, and that's why I refused to live anywhere near a railroad. I refused to be in the airplane traffic. I don't want any more unnecessary noises in my life. And where we lived, we lived up on top of the hill so I could see the rest of the world. And I says, I need to check this out. There's something out there besides this. Oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, who were your mentors when you were growing up in Kansas? I have, uh, it was, uh, actually, it was our piano player uh, at our church. I was raised as, 
as a good friend of mine says, you're nothing but a good Baptist. That's all you are with a Pentecostal taste to it, but you're just a good Baptist. <laughs> if Mr. Benoit was alive, but that's what he told me before he left here, it would be Miss, Mrs. Bobby Hearns. I appreciated Miss Hearns because she's proved to me that no matter what, you're, what hand you're dealt, that you could master it. This woman was a single parent. She raised her three children, and one of them was, was um, uh, disabled. Her father had some issues. They lived in a basement until, which you don't have basements here in the South, but they lived in a basement until the father actually finished building the home. Here's this woman is over 30, went back to college, got her degree, uh, went into the, uh, got a job with the federal government, moved to California, raised her kids, and I said, if this woman could do it, I have no excuses. And she was always the type of person who believed that you can. I had a lot, at, you know, you hear the, um, you hear the quote, it takes a village to raise a child. It's true to a certain part because in that era, everybody that I knew played an important part of my life. Everybody I knew reassured me that I could do what I wanted to do. One person would give me a little love here. One person would teach me how to make fried pies. I love me some peach fried pies. Y'all don't know nothing about that down here. I like that. Uh, I had one that would teach me how to grow vegetables. I mean, there were, even you guys might call them bums, but in that era that I grew in, they were just called, you know, just drunks. But those drunks, my mother always told me, she said, don't you ever look down on anybody because you don't know their story and you don't know what's trapped inside of them. And a particular man in particular that, that, that runs across my mind, and he would always sit at, um, on the corner and he would watch, and I always noticed he would be there in the morning and he would be there in the afternoon, and that bothered me. I said, why is this man sitting here? He, his job, he took it upon himself. He was a doctor. His wife died. And he decided he would just drink himself to death. But he would sit there faithfully Monday through Friday and would make sure that us children would get off the bus safely and get home safely. And if he saw us go somewhere that we shouldn't be, he would look at you and say, Aren't you Nina Young's child? You better get home before I tell your mom on you. Or aren't you somebody? He knew us. Mm -hmm. That was amazing to me. <laughs> Just blew cool. my mind. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> it's real. It happened. <laughs> it happened. So where did life take you uh, after Kansas? Okay, I left Kansas City and I moved to California and I spent the majority of my life there. Uh, I love I love the, the difference between California and Kansas is almost like day and night, uh, a whole different lifestyle, a whole different vibe, a whole different type of energy, so much to do and so much to go. It, it can get you in a lot of trouble if you don't know how to make good decisions, um, but it can also open up other doors for opportunities for you if you know how to apply yourself mm -hmm. and be self-motivated. You need to be self-motivated to live in California. <laughs> so how were you self-motivated? Um, I just called it a survival mode. 
because the cost of living there is higher than what you're accustomed to. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to have some type of a lifestyle or some type of routine, you need to have a job. Mm -hmm. If you don't have skills, you need to learn how to get some skills. Mm -hmm. And you need to move on. But the, at that particular time, opportunities did abound where you could learn and get uh, skills where you need to provide for yourself. And, it's, and you meet so many different people mm -hmm. for so many different cultures and all of these different environments. It's exciting because it's like a, uh, it's, it's a good gumbo. It's just a good gumbo, and you can learn and glean so much, mm -hmm. but you just got to pay attention to what's going on. Definitely. You know, to fit you, who you really are, yeah. the authentic you, mm -hmm. not the one that shows up at work, and <laughs> but the real you. Yeah. yeah, find your niche. So how did you end up from California in Blackwood? I was minding my own self-business. And I met this man who came into this church that I was serving at at this particular time. And um, I met him, and as time pursued, uh, <laughs> I married him. He, I want to let you know, very intelligent man, very intelligent man, because he asked me to marry him. So that, <laughs> that, I had to give him points on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? He asked me, so that let me know he had something going for it. And so um, I met him there. We uh, communicated and whatnot have you. Um, I saw purpose in his life. I saw vision in his life. But the most important thing was I saw that he was driven to do. And we had so much uh, in common as far as in ministry and as far as our lifelong goals and what we were really looking for. And I said, well, okay. Um, I guess I'm gonna go for it. Unfortunately, one of my <laughs> downfalls, I leap before I look <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but I was, I was not in love with the title, was not in love with um, the, the aspect of who he is and God and who he serves. I was in love with the man. And you need to be in love with the man before you be a, become in love with his titles. <laughs> you understand mm -hmm. there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I followed my husband out here and, he, and it was a lead on his heart to do ministry. And we had been doing ministry in California. And he says, mm -hmm. I think we really need to go. I feel the need that we need to go to the South. I'm like, well, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna leave, take me to the South? What we gonna do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we're going to live. What you mean? What we gonna do? You're going to enjoy your life. You're going to have a good life. I promise you a good life. And he did. Oh, good. Very cool. He did. I enjoy it. Well, tell me how you first got involved with AOC once you made it here eventually. I had seen a couple of shows, um, and it had been on my heart because I just felt like I could do this. I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. But I said, I think I could do it. And the most important thing is, I just need to be myself. I don't need to try to be nobody else. I don't need to try to copy another format. Oh, there's a lot of formats. I don't need to try to, I just need to be my authentic self. If I can do that and convey the message that Jesus Christ is Lord and that I love him and that he loves people, you know, you're going to fall down. That's not the issue you falling down. The issue is you to get back up and get in place and to move forward so that you could grow. Because mm -hmm. you can live a Christian life. 
Jesus. Now I didn't say it was easy. I just <laughs> said you can. <laughs> yeah. So that's and I said I just wanted to convey that. Sure. I, I, I've seen a lot of shows, but then I never seen any on the how to, or I never seen any that hit the day to day grind, or I didn't see any that would. Um, I don't know. You know, people have a lot of questions, but they don't know exactly who to ask. Or you be thinking it, but you don't know. You don't say it. Well, unfortunately, that's just how my mind works. I have a lot of questions sometimes. And how did this work? And how did this fit? And where did this go? What exactly do I need to do to make it all come together? Mm -hmm. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Very cool. So that's that's where I, that's how that happened. Very cool. Okay. So what was your first impression of AUC once you started getting involved? Wow. I thought it was such a liberating place. Really, truly, because you got a whole lot of artistic side. You have a whole lot of opinionated side. You just, it's, it's just a great place to be where if you will allow yourself to be open to thinking that things can be a little different, maybe not what you think, mm -hmm. but there are other avenues to get to where you want to go. And so at the end of the day, if we just keep on learning, you'll make it. When you stop evolving, that's when you get old. <laughs> you ever met somebody who's still back in 1970? <laughs> they haven't left. They, they still talking about Vietnam War. They still trapped. But we got to move forward and we got to keep on evolving. You don't want to be stagnant in life. You don't have to agree. Yeah. But you can have an ear to hear, and then you can pick and choose like a good buffet what you want to put <laughs> on the plate. Okay. Well, speaking of your plate, um, <laughs> what is your dream project to work on? I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you <laughs> asked. I got this. I got this because this has been my dream. This has been my vision. And really and truly and honestly, this is my purpose. I will have a Rise Again Foundation. I will teach women how to love their children. And I will teach children how to be adults who make good choices. Not what the world say, but what they need to do in order to build. My purpose is to rebuild the family. The family is broken because not only they don't have a head, but when the head is there, they don't know where they're going. So if you yourself as a leader in your home have or you are clueless of where you're going, or you don't feel fired up, or energized to provide for that family, come on here and rise again. I'm going to help a brother out. <laughs> I'm going to help a mama out. Because what happens is this. You will keep the cycle going where people have no hope or helplessness. And, and, and just think about it like this. When you start reading all the statistics, the crime and this and that, the bottom line, everybody had father he may not have been there but he was there everybody had a mother and that child when he becomes truant that child when he gets out of order I've never heard a probation officer tell me that it didn't start back at the parenting so let's deal with where people are there are a lot of hurting people and unfortunately hurting people do they do good, good, because good that's what they know and that's their norm let's break the norm and give some 
stability and reality to this thing that you call it normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Thank you. Um, are you a reader? Are you doing yeah, when I get the chance, like, I don't read it like I should, but that is my new thing for this year. Mm -hmm. I got to get the reading so I can get the research to get to where I want to go. Reading is power. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful. Yes, it is. You don't have to agree, <laughs> but it will give you some ideas. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. What were some of your favorite books or movies or singers during your childhood? Who stands out as you enjoy? Mm, I kind of like a jazz flavor. Um, I like the old Etta James, <laughs> Diana Washington. I kind of liked hers growing up as a child. And I love the funk master. You don't look. Oh. <laughs> Give me some of that JB. <laughs> Good. The thing that made James Brown famous was this. It was his band. Yeah. James Brown had a cool band. Without the band, it wouldn't have been no, it wouldn't have been no JB because he was the entertainer, but it was his music okay. that set the stage, it sets the tone. So it, it's a lot of things that I like, but um, I loved a lot of, uh, I, uh, I like Dwayne Dreyer. I loved Maya Angelou. Um, a lot of of course the Bible, of course, but a lot of other different, you know, different genres that kind of mix together where I can go in and, and, and make me go think. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Just a lady. My mother and my grandmother were great ladies. They were, oh, I would just... On a Sunday morning after breakfast, I would just sit and watch my grandmother get dressed for church. <laughs> oh, my God, this is, I know y'all can't understand this, but it's my thing. You ask me about me, so. Mm -hmm. Or when she's going somewhere special, because she was so elegant. I mean, from the top, her hair would be chiffon down <laughs> and under with the waves like this. And she had like a little pony nose, and she, I mean, she was immaculate. Her, her not only from her hands would be polished and then the gloves and then if, if it was a special occasion and she would have her hat, she would have her suits and I loved her furs. <laughs> oh yeah, she's shy. I'd be like, woo, I can't wait to get some of that. Watching my mother and my grandmother as elegant ladies and they were Oh, that was, that was, that's all I wanted. I just, if I could just walk in them footsteps, I'd be happy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would make them proud. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got, y'all did this. Very mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. So would they be some of your childhood heroes? Or are there others? Definitely. Remember I talked about the, the melting pot? My mother, especially because she always told me, things are thoughts. Control your thoughts. Control your destiny. And she would point her finger and she says, listen to me. If you don't have a plan for your life, someone else does. Don't be their fool. Do you understand me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> you understand? But that was it. She wanted you to control because she was a control freak, but she wanted you to control 
your situation and make your own decisions for yourself. Because if you're living by somebody else's rules, somebody else's plans, that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. My grandma taught me how to love unforgivingly, unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That was her model. She, she says, you got to forgive and you got to move on. Yeah, that happened, but you got to move on. You can't stay here and cry and have that pity party. You've got to move on. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a pity party, five minutes and move on. <laughs> that I mean, you know, it sounds like simple, but it was things that you can control, you can measure, and I thank God it has worked for me. Unfortunately, they knew me. So they knew, they gave me the tools that I need mm-hmm. to be successful Very and cool. to be happy. And that's what I think everybody wants to be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your superpower? Ah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I guess my sense of humor. Because I'm kind of silly. I like, I just, I do. I like stupid, funny stuff. I do. You know, don't tell nobody. Oh, God, we on TV. I was going to tell you, don't tell nobody. Everybody know now. <laughs> my sense of humor. Okay. Good answer. You know, yeah. Um, what is the one thing that few people know about you besides your, your humor? Actually, and I know you're going to find this hard to believe, I enjoy quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I, I'm an extra. I am, you know, I am outgoing, but when the lights are off and the cameras are dim, I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, let me just wind down, let me... Um, just kind of melt away and just relax and just trying to figure out what I need to do next and how I need to do it. I like to prepare if I can. Like if we go on a trip, I need to know where we're going. I need to know, wait a minute, let me put it in. How long is it going to take? I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. I don't like just, just, no, I need to know. <laughs> where you taking me? <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) If you were a season, which season would you be? Spring. Why is that? It means everything is new. I can begin again. I can can just stretch forth and just see where where it's going to take me. Mm-hmm. I have so much to look for. It's it's the beginning of hope. Mm-hmm. I would I would reclaim that. I, I'm gonna re, rephrase that. It is the seed of hope because I have endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. And if I believe that, if I control my thoughts on that, it's gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. What inspires you? Life, the resilience of life, people getting back up again. Mm-hmm. You've been knocked down, I like to see you get back up. That, that is it. And those small victories. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who said, wow, I've been, I've been I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm actually getting up, I'm mm-hmm. doing it, and, and they're overweight, and I'm, I've been going to the gym, and I'm doing I said, good job. <laughs> and to hear the excitement in her voice about her small accomplishments and managing her eating. Oh, oh, that made me so happy. I was so proud of her. I need to join her. 
<laughs> but I was so proud of her. I need to do something for myself, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I was so happy for her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you could have dinner with five famous people from history, uh, who would they be? Well, let's see. Wow. That's a good one. Hmm. You made me go. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to just tell you, and I know you probably think this might be smug, but I really don't have any five people in history. I would just like to go back and pull some old people that I know that have gone. Like, I would like to talk to Miss Rucker. Mm -hmm. She beat, she had five kids. She outlived every last one of mm -hmm. them. She had cancer. Every year they thinking mama going to die. <laughs> mama buried them. Um, she was great. They owned a bus company. They were so giving to the community. I would like to know how she got in position to obtain what she had and how to plan better, maybe, maybe make better money management decisions. Um, I would like to discuss with Miss Bobby, and she's not dead, she's 80. She's close to 90, to be exact. Um, how she stayed focused during some adverse situations. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk to Mama Brown. Mama mm -hmm. Brown, she made it 98. And every year I told her when she got um, 90, I said, you know how you got $90 in there, $1 bill, so you can't get the next dollar the next year. Mm -hmm. She would fall out laughing. Her longevity of loving God how she would always tell me to take things in stride small. She said, mm -hmm. you need to take baby steps. Now you're going over there, but you need to take baby steps. I need you to just ease your No, 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 no. <laughs> and some of the characters that I've met in my life, that just, just, you know, it's not that I don't think that those people in the history books are wonderful, mm -hmm. but if I had to make me a round table, <laughs> I'd make them my round table because Unfortunately, my world is kind of small. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Mm -hmm. How would you like to be remembered? By somebody who actually cared. And I tried to make a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. To try to give them a way out. To improve their life for the next generation. What's your greatest achievement? Marrying my husband. Mm -hmm. He's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> For me. <laughs> my personal cross to bear. No, just kidding, just kidding. No, that, that would be my greatest accomplishment um, because of the things that we're going to do. And the things that we are doing. Mm -hmm. That's my greatest accomplishment. But it's not my, I don't consider it an accomplishment. I consider it purpose and destiny. Mm -hmm. One final question. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. No, you did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Empathetic, 
listener, proactive. Nice. Awesome. Good job. Thank you. You survived. I made it three. Done. I took two words together, the pro and the active. I didn't know you was going to count that. <laughs> oh, no, that's one word. <laughs> I'm You're good. With you. <laughs> Registration is now open for AOC Community Media's after-school creative program called Muse. Each Monday, anyone ages 12 to 18 can participate in a wide variety of creative, media-based activities led by AOC staff and visiting instructors. Muse sessions begin at 4.30 and end around 6 p.m. at AOC. All sessions are free for students, although because sessions are first come, first served, pre-registration is encouraged. Students can register by going to aocinc.org and clicking on the Learn tab. You can register for as many sessions as you'd like. AOC membership is not required. Weekly sessions focus on a variety of topics and production skills, including animation, video production, podcasting, graphic design, and photography, just to name a few. For more information about Muse or to register for all sessions, email Christy Tracy, AOC Education Coordinator, at ctracy at aocinc.org. Produced by AOC Community Media. Contributors include Othello Andrus, Mary Baudois, Ed Bowie, Lillian Deja, Annette Diaz, Joe Boozy Ferguson, Nancy Judis, Joseph Klesanen, William McFarlane, Matt Roberts, Stephen Skip Shannon, Chrissy Tracy, Jacob White, and Shahid Williams. Music in today's episode. Luna's Little Friend, Ukulele Instrumental by Ivan Chu. Air Koishki by Nano. The Long Goodbye by John Pazdan. AOC Community Media is located at the Rosa Parks Transportation Center, 101 Jefferson Street, Suite 100, Lafayette, Louisiana 70501. For more information, go to our website at aocinc.org, call 337-232-4434, or email info at aocinc.org. Until next time, stay informed and engaged. Thank you.